Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. So after sitting in 45 minutes of stopped traffic on 65 in the snow while Jake desperately looked for a place to pee and only found the tops of houses <laughs> <laughs> over the overpass, we're back from LodgeCon. I was going to say, that makes it sound like I'm very tall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a, a pretty good weekend, I think. We got to go to Illinois and just dick around in a hotel room all weekend, which is not common and not ideal for us probably, but a good time nonetheless. We got our booth. We got to spend time with a lot of people we don't get to see very often. Got to meet some people who listen to the show and hang out with them. That was cool. Got a lot of fun goodies. You got some good shit. That's true. Um, So when we did the fan art contest a couple months back, Megan had made the cross stitch of our logo, which is awesome to look at. It's beautiful. And I found a cross stitch of a D20 that's on the one side, and it says, well, shit. So that's going to hang next to the, uh, the logo that she has made. As a summation of our experience. Yeah. I also got the uh, the radiuses and the cone effects for like Pathfinder and D&D where it's a 3D print and it is just all the shapes you would need depending on what the uh, blast radius is of your spell or the cone effect. And you can just place it down on top of your mini and it shows you exactly what you can hit. Rachel reminded me that the Twitter giveaway will end. We're giving away a book of Monster of the Week as well as a series of dice. Uh, so if you want to enter that, you can go to... Uh, at the Crit Show on Twitter, and you can enter by following the link uh, that is the pinned tweet at the top. We got a really cool compliment the other day on Twitter. The guy who writes the IDW D&D comic mentioned us and talked about the podcast and the way that we run Monster of the Week. Uh, he actually has written a number of RPGs as well, as well as he created Leverage and the Librarian's and Jackie Chan Adventures. Which was a childhood favorite of mine and also a freshman year of college favorite of mine. What was your favorite medallion? If I remember right, I think it was the Ox. It's an episode where a luchador has it and he's using it to win fights, but he's doing that to like pay for an orphanage or something. Like he's cheating, but with a very noble cause. The only way that he can make this money to save somebody is by using the talisman. And, and that's a really cool episode. I noticed the other day that as I was going through a bunch of our mm, statistics, I guess you would call them, that our iTunes reviews have steadily been going up suddenly. So if you are taking the time to fill out those reviews on iTunes or Facebook, thank you so much. Uh, it does help us reach a broader audience. Uh, if you haven't had the opportunity to do that yet or the time, if you could take a second, it really helps us out in the sense of uh, being seen by new people or rather being heard by new people. Really trying to climb back up from that two star. We've been fighting our way out of there for a long time. It's so been a just... long road to hoe, but we are almost <laughs> there. 
Oh, also, while we were at LodgeCon, we signed up for Extra Life. Uh, and so we are going to take the opportunity. I know that they have their national day. I think it's the uh, last or the first weekend in November. But they also said, you know, you can kind of do it whenever you want. Uh, so we each individually signed up for for Extra Life and we're going to make a team. We're going to make a crit show team. And I think the conversation we had was possibly trying to do our live stream on our anniversary. Uh, since that point will kind of be, I think, where uh, the first season might be wrapping up. Uh, this would be something fun to do. We can do a, a 24-hour stream and, you know, set up a couple different things of people running games or playing video games and kind of do things in cycles. Uh, I know Jake had talked about the idea of, is there a way to write <laughs> and run a RPG that goes 24 hours straight where different people weave in and out? Um, and how would the DM or any of the players who are there for the bulk of the time survive? Holy crap. Yeah, like an like an entire season of twenty four, just real time over the course of twenty four hours. Jeez. Speaking of how will people survive, I think it's time to let the recap roll. This tall, dark haired figure with a sunken face, scars, and puckers over all of the exposed skin that you can see. The nose looks like it is broken bones aren't set correctly and he's wearing rags and dragging this sword he grabs you by the collar and then he is at tj and he has grabbed him and he slams the two of you together <laughs> and tash you hear this clap down the hallway in my unstable bloody condition i'm gonna grab a wolf serum and i'm gonna hit him with it so you inject this werewolf serum into his arm as he is holding you up and you see this wash go over him as old scars plump up and his whole physical form takes on a little bit of a glow and you see teeth and hair start to reform and his eyes clear and he looks at you and he looks at Jake in his hands and then he looks at Tast on the hallway and he starts to cackle. <laughs> oh, I have not felt this good in years. Oh, oh, you, you I might keep around, but you others, you must die for you have invaded the lair of Koshay the Deathless. Tass, you are standing in this dark corridor underground, and this man has just been infused with werewolf serum. You saw TJ inject it into him, and all of his wounds healed up, and he looks far less dead than he looked before, and he is holding Jake and TJ like ragdolls, one in each hand. He has just slammed them together. What are you doing? Uh, I've got the shotgun up, but I'm not taking a shot or anything, I think. I'm going to address him now that I know that he can communicate. Oh, okay, buddy. Look, we're not looking for trouble from you. If there's something that we can do to avoid a fight, let's explore that. He pauses. Roll manipulate someone. Oh, no. Eight. He lowers them down a little bit, and the tension goes out of him. What do you mean that you would do something for me? Well, I mean, just... By nature, we're not looking for a fight. We don't want to offend you. Any aggressive action we've taken towards you has been in self-defense. I just want that to be clear. I, I don't want to cause you trouble. So if there's something that you want that we can maybe settle on sort of a truce, I'd be willing to explore that. Why are you down here? Woof. Um, I'm here for the Spear of the Chosen, and in order to get that, I'm essentially trying to complete a trial for Baba Yaga. Interesting. Yes, there is something that 
I would like very much. I would like to be free of this place. She has trapped me down here, treats me as some kind of guardian to the things that she wants to keep secret, but this is no life for me. Oh, shit, man. And I'm just fully, like, putting the shotgun away, like, taking casual kind of stance. I'm I'm sorry. That that sucks. Um, look, you, you have my word that I am I'm willing to help you get out of here. Some of the things that we have to do is I have to figure out the other things that I need to take out of here to her. Unfortunately, I have no real way to research here right now how to get you out, but I give you my word I'll do everything in my power to find out what this enchantment is and break it. There is something down here. There's a room I cannot go into because it is above running water. Oh. I cannot pass across the water. Uh, yeah, if, if you're willing to show us where that is, I'm, I'm happy to take a look. He sets Jake and TJ down, and he starts to walk down the hallway towards you, Tess. Okay, I'll uh, kind of step out of the way so I'm not taking up the whole hall and kind of see what he's going to do. Yeah, and you guys get set on the ground. Um, I mean, we've heard every bit of that conversation, right? I think I'm yeah on board with this, so I don't, I don't think I do anything. I might follow him. That's fine, too. Uh, in fact, I'm going to go ahead and hit myself up with one of those werewolf serums because I am unstable. So he leads you down almost to the bridge where Tass had thrown his sword into the water, and he touches the wall on the right side, and it slides open. Oh, fancy. And he walks into the opening and vanishes. We're right behind him. So you guys follow him down this corridor, and he comes to another flat wall, and he touches it, and it slides open. And you're in a hallway that looks familiar. It is right before you came to the circle with the pillar in the middle. Okay. And he leads you around the circle. And after a couple seconds of walking, you realize that he's taking turns pretty quick. I think that before you guys were kind of trying to map this out in your heads as you went. But he is just moving briskly and turning and turning and turning. And so you're not quite sure where you are in this maze anymore. But he comes to a long hallway finally, and he points down. Down at the end of this is another bridge. He does not have passage I can find that leads to it. And I think that whatever perhaps keeps me here is there because she knows I cannot get to that room. Okay, boys, you ready to check this out? Ready and willing. Yeah. Okay, um, we'll go check it out. And going to head that way? So you guys go down this hallway. And it curves around to the right, and sure enough, there is a bridge again, and there is running water, and you see his sword float by. Um, (laughs) And there is a little room on the other side of this bridge, and there is a chest in the room. Is it magical? I'm going to go ahead and put on my, my goggles, and since they're already on electromagnetic spectrum, everything's fine. It is very magical. Uh, yeah, this thing is glowing, like, hardcore. I want to take my car keys out, and I just got, want to tap it on the top, like uh, a la Sora from Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> See if it opens, just, you know, dink, dink. Uh, it does not, but, okay. but your key melts, and you can't turn the car on anymore. Uh. Uh, no, it does not open. I mean, we could just try and carry it back to the, the Deathless Man, and he can do whatever the hell he wants with it. Oh. Right? Isn't his whole problem that he just can't get to it? That's a good point. Yeah, let's try to lift it. All right, try to lift it. It does not move. Well, that figures. Like it's basically stuck to the ground then? Correct. 
Okay. Is there anything else in here besides this chest? There's not. All right. Cheers. And I'm going to try to open it. Roll weird. New set of dice. Don't fail me now. That's a, that's a five. That's a five is what I got. You take two points of damage as you get blown backwards down the hall onto the bridge. Uh, I'll run after him, like help him up. Like, what was that? Yeah, same. It hurt. It hurt so bad. Yeah, you need one of these and I, you know, produce a werewolf serum. No, get, no, not yet. Calm down. Oh my God. Okay, so just opening it's kind of a bad idea. What did the force that knocked him back look like? Was it just like an invisible force or was it like a spark of electricity or like fire or anything? For you, it was an invisible force. But TJ, since he has his goggles on, did see a flare come out from the chest at Tass's touch. Well, guys, um, I would suggest we don't touch this. There's got to be a way to open it up. Try the latch with your hammer, maybe. What? <laughs> you know, just like get, get the tip, like, like one of the corners yeah, of the hammer under the latch and, and just try just to lift. Out, yeah. All right, I'll try that. Try what? I agree. <laughs> um, I think he's saying just like scoop the latch up with the hammer, sort of. Like if you were trying to flip a light switch with... Something, you know, you just kind of drag it along the surface with and like flip a, the switch up. With like a baseball bat or something, uh-huh. yeah. But like, so you're trying to undo the latches with the hammer. Evidently. <laughs> I'm not saying you have to do it. I'm saying that's what I'm suggesting. Those are two different things. <laughs> I think I will try and just like touch it with the hammer, see if anything happens. Nothing happens. I'm just going to give it a shot, even though it failed for you. Uh, like With your hands? Good. I think with my hands. You saw that it was a blast of magic or whatever, right, and yeah. I'm more magical, so I'll give it a shot. All right, roll weird. Good luck. Thank you. Uh, 13. It opens. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I appreciate like, you. I feel like an idiot, but thank you. <laughs> Tass is brooding. like He's like, I'm not magical. What's in it? A rabbit, very large, and it looks at you, and it is scurrying around inside of the box. Um, what? Okay, watch it for a second. I'm gonna, like, before we touch it or do anything, I want to go, like, report this to him and see if he has any context here of what we should do. And I'm gonna just turn on a heel and sprint back. All right. Hello. So there was a chest that was magic, and it hurt me real good, but we got it open, and there's a rabbit in it. And you see his eyes get large, and he grins. Yes, you must kill it. And get what is inside out. Keep going till you find what I need. Okay, do, uh, do I get a hint of what's inside? Oh, you will know when you see it. <laughs> cool. I'll be right back. <laughs> and I'm going to very disturbedly run back down the hallway. And as you're leaving, you can hear him muttering, I can't believe that she would keep it here. Oh, she will be sorry on the end on you. Okay, so I'm going to get back down and kind of huddle them up. Okay, so he wants us to kill the rabbit, and there's something inside the rabbit that we're supposed to bring to him, and he really seems like he is going to try to mess her up after we let him free. So I'm really at a crossroads here, y'all. I don't love the idea of betraying Baba Yaga. Look, all she told us... All she told us was that we need to come down here and get the thing and that we wouldn't be alone. So, I mean, this is a way that we're dealing with it. It's problem solving. Yeah. 
I think let the powerful man that wants to kill me free to kill me is kind of implied in any given deal. That's true, but she, I don't know, she could have given us some context and didn't. I know that's going to suck, but a deal's a deal. She seemed very compelled to have to deal with us completing this if we do, so right. cheers, you know what I, I mean? I get it. On the other hand, when I call DoorDash, I don't say, <laughs> bring me a pesto cavatappi from Noodles and & Company and also don't free the man that wants to kill me. Like that one's just, <laughs> it's just implied. It's just understood. <laughs> that is the best analogy I've ever heard. <laughs> okay, so two choices. We we do it and we let this guy free or we just charge down that hallway and try to kill him again, knowing that he is the deathless. What if we take the rabbit and we run away? He can't cross the water. What if we go down the water? Where's the water go? Uh, I mean, this is the only spot that we know he can't cross. But like- if we go back down and we hop off the bridge into the water. Oh, if we just jump in the water, deep in the earth in an underwater cave? I can't imagine that going wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this guy or trust this guy. So well, I know we're not going to manage to kill him. We might manage to keep him at bay until we do what we need to do, though. Is it weird that I want to inject the rabbit with werewolf serum just to see what would happen? Yeah, it is, but... That's why you're you. Okay. <laughs> That's what makes you the science guy. Here's what I feel like we should do. I think you should go talk to him again and basically negotiate that he waits to make his move until we have accomplished our goals and are gone. Right. Because if we do this and kill this rabbit and set him free and he goes after her, we still have to go up and get more information. Like some stuff can break bad here. Um, I, I like it. Good call. And I'm going to go back down the hallway. Cochet, hello. Where is it? Okay. Uh, I just want to straighten some things out because again, my, my prerogative here is to get you free. That, that is what I have promised you. That's what I'm going to do. But, um, I'm just hoping that we can kind of work out a timeline here because I assume you're going to want to go after her and get your revenge and do all that good stuff. Right. Which I respect. He's just looking at you dead eyed. Cool. Okay. So here's the thing, because I still need her to be able to get that spear. So I'm not even going to like, I'm not going to do this hostage situation where I'm like, hey, I'm going to do all my stuff first and come back. This is the olive branch I want to offer you right now is we'll do this right now. Take care of the rabbit, get you the stuff, let you be free. But I just would very much love it if you could wait to make whatever your move is until after we accomplish our mission and get out of here. Would, would that be okay? Oh, yes, of course, my friend. It is no problem. And I have your word. Yes, of course. <laughs> Since motive. <laughs> yeah, can I roll like a... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, roll sharp if you want to try to see if... Uh, uh, that's a nine. It seems to be legitimate. Okay. All right. I'll be right back. And I'm going to walk back down. Uh, I'm inclined to think that we're cool. Okay. God, I feel so bad for the rabbit. I know, dude. I know, but can it's... I, can I hold it for a second? Like yeah. Pet it? No, don't get attached. All right, Lenny. I want to... <laughs> <laughs> I just walk up and shoot him in the back of the head. <laughs> Steinbeck, y'all. <laughs> no, don't get attached. Don't do that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pull out my pistol and... Go to the rabbit in the chest. All right. 
Is it scurrying around and stuff still? Uh, no, it's uh, it's just kind of sitting still and looking up at you as you approach. Does it look like evil or anything? It looks old and very large. Like old, like like man, it's just at the end of its road. Like like just frail and large with age, and just like can hardly want to go on. Right? No. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> old, like it's incredibly wise and powerful, and has much to offer. Oh shit, y'all. And I'm going to kill the rabbit. You pull the trigger on the pistol at the rabbit, and when the bullet strikes, the fur seems to part, and a large hole forms, and from the hole emerges a duck. What? Uh, guys, I'm in the weeds here again. Do I take him the duck? Do I kill the duck? Do I find something in the duck? I think we should just tell him about the duck and see what he says. He did tell you that you'd know what he needed when you saw it the first time you talked to him. Just walk back like towards his line of sight and just hold up the duck and go. (laughs) (laughs) And he shakes his head. Mm. And it's like a it's like a trying on clothes montage. (laughs) It's Winston and Cece. You're just like the duck. "Eh?" I I eventually Uh -uh. just have a polar bear that I'm just riding on. Like, I don't. I don't know. You're just like, yeah, this one. And he's like, no. And you're like, okay. Betty White's in there. Like, it's just <laughs> it's just those Russian dolls getting bigger somehow. Yes. I don't know how. Oh, no. It's Betty White the Deathless. <laughs> it's a reverse Russian nesting doll. Oh, my God. Okay. I guess I'm going to shoot the duck. You shoot the duck. And Betty White. No. Oh. <laughs> you shoot this duck. And the bullet passes through. The duck seems to peel away. And there is a large egg inside of the duck. I feel like I have to crack the egg now. What does an egg have to do with getting out? He said I'd know. Well, maybe it's symbolic. Maybe it's like, you know, cracking the egg is like breaking the prison. (laughs) Uh, You crack the egg and inside of it is a needle, like a sewing needle. I'm going to pick up the needle. Uh I have it in my hand. Yes. Does it seem flimsy like it could break? (laughs) Not more so than a normal needle. Maybe this is the one. Maybe it's like he needs to stitch up his wounds. Maybe. Maybe it's symbolic. Maybe it's... (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm going to take him the needle. So you guys head back down the hallway, and he is there waiting. I'm going to hold up the needle. Ah, very close. Very close. I will take it from here, though. Cool. And I'll hand him the needle. You hand him the needle, and he takes his long fingernails, and he puts them on either side of the eye of the needle, and he snaps the eye... And TJ, with your goggles on, you see a flare of magic, and a human heart comes out of the eye of the needle, and he catches it in his hand, and it's pulsing, and he looks down at it, and he grins, and he holds it to his chest, and it absorbs in through his chest cavity. And again, like when TJ shot him with the werewolf serum, a transformation happens in him. He looks more vibrant. He becomes more muscular. His hair becomes darker. His eyes become clearer. And he pounds the ground with his fist as he bends over and he coughs and then he begins to laugh. Oh, (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, I am whole again. Yes, this is... Okay. All right. I'm going (laughs) to offer him a high five. He looks at it quizzically. Oh, you hit your hand against my hand, and that's like a victory, a symbol of, like, we did it. We did he good. He punches your hand very hard. Ah, okay. Yeah, like that. That was good. Yes, he's the highest of fives. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome, dude. 
Um, we're going to go up and take care of the rest of this stuff. We'll have to come back down to get the, those items for her. We'll yes. get out. And then... I care not. I am leaving this place. I will not be here when you return. Okay. Uh, Godspeed? Maybe not. I don't know what you... Do your thing. And he starts to walk away. And I think for the next couple minutes, you guys have that very awkward moment where you've said goodbye to him, and then you walk the same way <laughs> towards the exit, but you try not to acknowledge that you're... <laughs> we start to walk the same direction. It's kind of like, oh, are you... Oh, no, do you go... No, I... Uh, and then I just turn around and jump in the river. <laughs> uh, but he does. He offers to lead you back to the entrance uh, through a series of these hidden doors. Oh, cool. Oh, hey, just uh, out of curiosity, do you have any idea where we find um, Red Sun and Black Knight? He would be wherever Bright Day was last standing. Oh. It is a shared body. They cannot be in existence at the same time they share a body. Okay, awesome. I I appreciate that. Thank you. Yes, of course. All right, boys, let's haul ass. Yeah. You get back to the entrance and you pass through. And again, there is that sensation of falling and twisting. And then you are standing outside of that tree. And he breathes in deeply and pounds his chest. And he lets out another laugh and he starts walking north. Okay, and we know that's not even close to the direction of... That is correct. You know that that is essentially out of this five-mile area. Boys, I think we just released a monster into the world, but... And that's... I just walked away. (laughs) (laughs) There is no but. (laughs) So do we want to head back to that clearing then? Yes. That's what I thought. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and head back to where that ring was. So who's leading the way? Are we going to get lost again? Like, do I feel like, oh, I we walked this direction? Like, do I have a good idea now that we've made this trip back? With the number of times you guys got lost getting no, there, I don't think so. Nothing is certain. Yeah. I mean, I'm not in the fiction and out of the fiction. I am not a great navigator, so probably not me. I will lead the way with my electromagnetic goggles upon my face. Roll sharp. That would be 13. No problem. You are able to navigate your way back to the ring. As you guys are going, it's about an hour in. And off in the distance, you hear a twang. And in the sky, in the red sky, you see this black arrow travel, hit where the sun is, and it shifts into the moon. Ooh. Did that look like it was coming from the direction that we're going? From the heading that you guys were going, yes. Then yes. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. It takes you about three more hours to get there, but you are able to pass through even in the darkness with no problem. You arrive at the outside of the ring and inside is a knight in, I can't even say that it's dark armor. It just looks like shadow. It is the absence of color and it has a long lance at its side. Okay, well, the last one we just beat the shit out of until he gave us stuff, so do we try that again, or do we assume there's something else going on here? Uh, is the, the ring still visible to me? Like, the, that boundary, that outline of magic? It is not. I think we're going to be doing something different, guys, because the boundary's not here. Is there any other kind of magic besides the night itself that I can see? There's not. Okay, uh, I guess... I'll approach and just be ready to hit if he gets aggressive. Why don't we all three approach? That way nobody loses a leg again. Uh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Let's all go up. But I'll, you know, I at least want to address him and try not to fight if possible. Sure. 
Are you leading the way, Tass? Yeah. As you approach him, he turns and he faces you and he knocks the butt of the lance against the ground and then holds out a hand. Like palm up or like to shake? To shake. Oh, I will shake his hand. You shake his hand and you are both engulfed in shadow. There is a hissing and a wailing and a flurry. And TJ and Jake, you're both driven backwards from the sound and the ferocity of this. And it clears and there sits Tass on a horse. And the knight in the shadow armor is on a horse as well. And it turns and starts to gallop away. Am I in my right mind? Yeah. Uh, I want to try to turn the horse and follow him. Uh, You cannot. Oh. If you try to follow him, you cannot follow him. Oh, no. And after you sit there for a moment, the horse starts to move on its own accord and walks you back the opposite direction and turns and faces him across the diameter of the circle. And he lowers his lance in your direction. Oh, no. So Jake and TJ, you see these two horses trot away from each other and turn and... The Dark Knight lowers its lance, and Tass is sitting on his saddle with his lance up, just looking around panickedly. Uh, and I have no control of this horse, I have to assume. You had control initially, but when you weren't doing anything, it started to take over for you. Channel your A Knight's Tale knowledge. Good luck. He doesn't have any armor, doesn't have a shield or anything either? Correct. My god. I'm going to walk over toward Tass's horse like, uh, oh, what's the name of like the cornerman for a, a jousting knight? I don't remember. A squire? Uh, yeah, like a squire. And like give his lance the once over and stuff and be like, do you want my armor? Is that even possible? I mean, I can take it on and off, so I don't see why I couldn't put it on you. Uh, Yeah, try to give me the breastplate at least real quick. Yeah, I'll try and give him my breastplate. All right, roll act under pressure. Okay. Oh, boxcars. 14. You reach up with one hand and you quickly undo the two buckles on the side and open it up like a clamshell and throw it on him, run to the other side, and buckle it right as the horse takes off. Oh my god, I'm gonna lower the lance and just try to bear down and do this thing. All right, roll, kick some ass. Oh, lord. Somebody give me a set of dice. Here, take these. (laughs) You know what's happened in the past when you've tried to give me your curse dice. Yeah, I know. Nine. You pass him and clip his shoulder, and he staggers a little bit, and the horse continues on, and you turn back around, and he lowers his lance again. I'm going to, like, raise mine in the sort of lancer salute, and then lower mine again. Roll kick some ass. Oh, eight. You peg him again as you charge past each other, and as you hit him, part of his shoulder armor comes off and bursts into shadows and melts away. Oh, and I'm going to shout over my shoulder, well jousted. And he turns and lowers the lance again. And I'm going to salute and go for it. Oh, three. You pass by each other and you're both off the mark. Oh, my God. I'm rolling dumpster. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Salute and charge. Is there any way for me and Jake to help out by maybe shouting out some advice or anything? Uh, What do you know about jousting? I have seen a few things, and I know that usually they don't just lower the lances right right off the bat. It's almost like as they're racing the horses to, the lance comes down slowly into place. Almost like a person raising a gun up. Yeah, uh, roll help out. I got a seven. All right, so Tash, you get a plus one. Oh, good. 
That brings me up to a three. Oh my god. You take two points of damage. Part of your shoulder feels like it comes away. It doesn't, but it sure feels like it. Uh, Do I get to subtract armor? You do. Awesome. Okay, ready to go. All right. I assume that plus one was not ongoing. <laughs> uh, it is, as long as oh, you keep doing the maneuver he told I you. I will absolutely then. Oh, six. The horses buck at the last second, and you both narrowly avoid each other. Wow. So our our devices don't work in as far as like no signal gets in or out or anything, but like it'll you can absolutely I'm gonna record start, this. <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm gonna start playing some pump up music through my phone. Oh, okay. Does that count as a help out? I was I mean I was gonna do a we will rock you a la a night's tale. Um, oh nice. Tass, would that pump you up? Oh fuck yeah, because I love Knight's Tale. Roll help out. <laughs> okay. Uh eleven. All right, so Tash, you get a hold two as long as your horse is galloping to the rhythm of the music. Oh, yeah. Gives me an eight. You take one point of damage. It does not defeat armor. You clip each other as you pass, but it's a glancing blow. Oof. Okay, and a salute. Five. As you pass by, you catch him in the hand, and he almost drops his lance and reaches across his body and snags it with the other hand. Oh. Snake eyes. Oh. <laughs> wow. They are cursed. There we go. That brings me to a 10. You bear down right as the music starts to get into the heavy rhythm, and you lower the lance, and it occurs to you that you'd been letting the horse do all the work, and you spur it once, right before the point of contact, and it jumps just a little bit, and the tip of your lance adjusts just slightly and catches him dead in the chest and knocks him off the horse. Yes! Yes! Sweet! The horses vanish from underneath you. (laughs) And he just careens across the ground. You just fall to the ground unceremoniously. He rises and kneels down and holds up his hand. And in it is a piece of paper. Uh, I will take it and then instantly like grab his forearm in the handshake and just say, that was awesome. Even though I know he's probably not getting this, I'm, I'm giving it. <laughs> there is a return squeeze. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess I'll look at this new piece of paper that says, <laughs> woof, this one is a mouthful. Okay, here we go. The last is in me. You are the one before, but trailing behind the first of last, and lo, the second in the whole family comes first. I, um, I throw up. <laughs> yeah, you might as well have just spit gibberish in me. <laughs> I love these kinds of riddles. Okay, TJ, you're my cotet here, my Dark Tower brother in riddles. I think this is a word riddle. I think you're right. The last is in me. So I think the last letter of whatever we're looking for ends in either an M or an E. Okay, I'll write that down. Uh, you are the one before. Uh, I mean, again, this is just hoping that the, if this is the the riddle trope, then that just means the letter U mm-hmm. is the second to last letter. Okay. Does that track? Yeah, because, I mean, yeah. So it's either something that has an um or an oo sound yeah. to it. Okay. But trailing behind the first of last... But trailing behind the first of last. So the so all of that is after the first letter of last, L. Oh, yes. Okay. So like uh, the first of last, which was the me. And so before yeah. M is L. So either Lum or Lou. 
mm-hmm. so far. Yes. And lo, the second in the whole family comes first. Uh, I think if we're talking about the entire alphabet, I think the whole oh. family is the entire alphabet. So uh, I love the second you. in the whole family is the B. letter B. So She wants a blum. <laughs> okay, I'm going with this. I think this is solid. Blue, a blue rose? Hold cool. On. Can we read the clue over again? There was interference. Could you just read it one more time? The last is in me. Oh, guys, it's blue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I figured it out. It's blue. That's, Perfect. That's the cut I'm going to do is just <laughs> task confusedly reasoning, reading the riddle for that first time and then Jake just going, oh, it's blue. Because <laughs> he gave me $5 and a sandwich earlier. <laughs> uh, okay, let's hunker down. Let's camp it out. Uh, is there anything you guys are going to do as you wait essentially half a day? Jake, do you want to uh, just take a minute and pop out of here and just, I don't know, check back with Margaret and stuff? Sure. I mean, just because we've been out of contact for like a day and a half, it may not hurt to, for us to just be like, hey, we're still alive. We're working on it. Yeah, I can do that. Also, get us some s'mores. We're going to be back. <laughs> we're going to be out here in the in the woods. It's going to be a while. So It's yeah. true. You guys have not eaten. Yeah, gas station a little run. over 24 hours. Or Wendy's or something. I will, be dope. I will bring food. All right. So Jake. <laughs> Errand boy Jake. <laughs> teleports. Uh, where are you going first? Uh, IPT. Jake, you arrive outside the IPT and you step inside and... It's pretty chaotic here compared to what you're used to. Uh, people are running around on cell phones with files filled with paper, and you see Margaret up in her office, uh, and she's yelling into a phone, and she hangs it up, and she sees you, and she waves for you to come up. Uh, I'll go up there. As you come up, she meets you in the doorway. Oh, Jake, it's, it's good to see you. What is going on around here? We've lost everything. We've lost contact with all of our agents out in the field. None of our computer systems are working properly. We can't get a hold of anyone. Why? What happened? I don't know. I think it might be Noelle. You, you, can you go check on her? We haven't been able to reach anyone to get there to check on her, but she runs everything that is IPT. She is the central hub. Yeah, I'll go check. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll run back outside and teleport to the North Pole. All right. Uh, where do you want to teleport to? Uh, probably Santa's cabin. I feel like that's where we spent most of our time. You appear in Santa's cabin, and it is unrecognizable. All you see around you, for as far as you can see, is ash and black glass. Like, this place has just been decimated. Like, the building that I should be standing in is gone, and every other building is also gone? Correct. As far as you can see on the horizon, it is char, it is smoke, it is not cold here right now. You feel warm. I'm going to try and figure out what the hell happened, I guess, what caused it. Uh, roll investigate a mystery. Six. You're unable to see anything here that gives you a clear idea of what happened. It is just ash and heat. And like I said before, the earth that you can see is glassed. Um, is the way into Noel's like operating center there or openable or open uh you don't see it okay hmm uh can i do kind of like a like a walk around like instead of just trying to kind of identify landmarks i want to actually move around kind of kick some rubble around like see if i can find anything with a a more thorough search yeah uh roll sharp seven as you move around you start to get the sense of where things used to be Off in the distance, you can see the base of what were the candy canes that made the force field. You come across the rubble of the buildings, and as you're by the location where Santa's workshop used to be, something underneath a pile of ash starts to stir. Uh, I'm going to 
ready my hammer and kind of move over there and kick some of the ash away to see what it is. As you kick the ash away to see what's moving underneath, you see a familiar small face. It's Jingles, and he's got wires protruding from the side of his head. One of his eyes is completely blacked out, and you can see his arm and his leg on one side are gone. Oh my god. What's happened, man? What's going on? Oh no, poor Jingles. Uh, I don't know, buddy. I was hoping you could tell me what happened here. Uh, There was like a flash of light, and then, I don't know, everything was gone, and there was a lot of screaming. and, And his eye is very slowly pulsing, and you can see that it is pulsing slower. Jake, when I dream... <laughs> oh, no. oh my god. And the light goes out. Oh my god. Um I mean I'm going to I'm going to pick him up. I'm not going to leave him here, so you pick up Jingles and as you do something falls out of the hand that was still underneath the ash as you kind of pull him free. Uh what is it? It's a very small remote. Uh, it's the same remote you saw him use in Santa's workshop. Okay. Uh I'm going to grab that and is it just like one button? So it like is. a garage door opener? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to press the button and see if I can hear it do anything around here. Uh, roll sharp again. Oh, dang. Uh, seven. In the direction you came, you do hear a whir and a grind, and it seems like gears breaking. God, I'm going to go that direction and see what it is. It leads you back to Santa's cabin, and as you approach, you see the gap of the floor trying to open where you used to go down into Noel's command center. I'm going to pry it the rest of the way open. Roll no limits. 13. Yeah, no problem. You slide the door open, and uh, you're charged with strength for a while. You head down the stairs, and you get into her control center, and everything is gone. Chunks of the wall have been torn out where you know that there used to be pieces. All of the shelving units that held the various vials and components are gone. Her main monitor and her tower are gone. Even all the cords running to other rooms are missing. Um, what about the teleporter room? Is it exposed? It is. In the far corner, that door has been pried open. Uh, I want to go check that room too, see if it's intact. You walk into the teleportation room, and the first thing you notice is that all of the monitors are still in fact there, and you step into the middle of the room to look at them to see why someone would have pried their way in. And your eyes drift down as you're thinking, what could someone have taken out of here if all the computer equipment is still there? And your eyes fall upon a divot in the ground, and you follow the divot around and realize that the teleportation ring is gone. Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Please try to get some sleep tonight. I've been trying to sleep all week. Nothing helps. You could try sleep sound. No thanks. You've had enough nightmares for the both of us. Let me go! Come on. The medication has nothing to do with that. I haven't had a bad dream in ages. (laughs) Ever since your highly problematic affair in Idaho? Oh my god. 
never stop. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Well, you still haven't told me who you're bringing to graduation. Oh, your heart is racing. How can you tell? You're lying on top of me. What if I don't want anyone else to know yet? And it wasn't a bad dream? I don't know. Christopher, you know. Can't you appreciate that I'm trying to help you here? Thanks for the pills, Lils. Dreamers, Season 2 by Broken Crown Productions. Tune in weekly wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.